Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shirley You Can't Be Serious podcast. We are here today to talk some weird. Weird Al, man. Yeah, weird. We've been bouncing around this subject for three years. Well, but we're not doing our episode today. I know. We are doing Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Right. Not Weird Al. Right. Because, I mean, we're talking about 12 million albums in sales. Yes. We're talking about a career that spans... For decades. I know, right? We're talking about an amazing human being from beginning to end, and there's no way that we can do it justice in just one episode, especially one that has to come out in like the next week, because the movie's coming out on Friday. That's true. We're going to watch it on the Roku channel. So we'll do some preliminary stuff today, then we'll talk about the movie and tell everybody what we think. All right, D. I noticed that you're not shaving. We going full beard now? It's or? November, man. It's it is. November. It's time to bring this stuff in. The purpose of the month is to bring awareness to men's type diseases, testicular cancer being one of those. And so people don't, you know, men don't shave during the month of November to raise awareness about that sort of thing. Well, that brings us to our sponsor, Manscaped. Part of the proceeds of Manscaped.com is that they go to research for testicular cancer, also bringing awareness of that around. These guys are trying to do right in addition to having a little bit of fun with this product. And so if you want to use our promo code SERIOUS20, you can get 20% off and you will be donating to a good cause. Hey, listen, these are good quality products. They make great Christmas gifts. Yeah. Good stocking stuffers for your husband or brother or dad or whatever. If you've got a young man in the house who who needs to trim some stuff up, this is the perfect product for him. Go to manscaped.com. Use our code SERIOUS20. Get 20% off. It's almost time for Christmas gifts. Go right now. Buy the man in your life some of these products. Exactly. You know that we originally had UHF on the schedule to do this fall, but we had to bump it. We're doing other things. So right. we'll come back to that one at some point. Right. So we're here to talk we're here to talk about the movie. Yeah, let's talk about UHF. No, let's talk about not weird. That movie. A different movie. <laughs> but we'll, 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 we'll come to that. We'll okay. come to that. All okay. Right. So first, let me just take us back. 87. Okay. 1587. <laughs> what? <laughs> 1587 is the first time that the word paradia is used in print that I can find, and it means a burlesque poem or song. And so that's, of course, where we get our word parody, which is, we're, we're talking about it today. I mean, not only were we talking about the king of parody music, but this movie is going to be a parody from beginning to end. I'm super excited about it. You know, I was talking to David Wright, and mm-hmm. I didn't quite get it when I saw the trailer the first time. Yeah. And I'm like, Madonna and Weird Al, what? <laughs> right. How did I not know about this? Right. (laughs) I was a little too serious about what I was seeing on screen there. A little too serious. So, okay. So fast forward to the 1950s. There are a few guys, one of whom I listened to quite a bit when I was in college. His name's Alan Sherman. Did a lot of parody songs. You probably heard the song, Hello Mudda, Hello Fada. Yeah. Hello, mother. Hello, father. That's it. It's Alan Sherman. Okay. So around the same time, there was another guy who was doing some comedy songs, and I sent you some info on him, but I'll take you that. He was born in 1928. The guy's still around. Like, he's still alive and kicking. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's an old guy, but he was a child prodigy, went to Harvard when he was 16, graduated three years later magna cum laude. Actually, I think it might have been 15. I mean, it was just, it was absurd. Wow. And so he's this young, amazing guy, right? And uh, immediately starts teaching math, but he also is really super interested in music. Played piano when he was a kid, is interested in all of it, but it's not this kind of serious musical theory stuff that he's doing. It is comedy. He's yeah. doing parodies of songs. Right, right. And so a few, I, I've just, I love that I get to just follow these rabbit holes down because that's what we do on these. Well, that's what I do on right. these shows. Although you did have Father Yote. So I, that, that was Thank a you. rabbit hole of all rabbit holes in my opinion. <laughs> but anyway, Tom Lehrer ends up getting drafted in okay. 1955. So I'm doing the math. I'm like, he's born in 28, gets drafted in 55. That means he's like in his late 20s. Yeah. That seems like a weird time to get drafted. But it turns out he was part of this group called the NSA. Well, nobody knew what that was back then. Right. It was a classified thing. He said, he just, an interview like a couple years ago, 2020, he's like, yeah, so I had to tell people that I was working on the nuclear bomb because the real story was a little too sensitive. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And then he and then he also mentions, and it was during that time that I was in the army that I invented jello shots. <laughs> he invented jello he shots? He invented jello shots. Like it was you you couldn't have alcoholic beverages on in the service. And so he was like, okay, let's invent something that's not a beverage. How about that? And so that's how Jello shots were invented. So then a couple of years later, he comes out with this song called The Elements. And he takes this song from, he takes the a song from Pirates of Penzance called the Major General Song and changes the words to where it's all of the elements that, at the time. There have been more discovered since then. But all the, the elements, elements on the periodic table. On the periodic table and puts them to this music. The name of the song is The Elements. We listen to him singing here. Neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium. Uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and lanthanum, and osmium, and astatine, and radium, and gold, protactinium, and indium, and gallium, and iodine, and thorium, and thulium, and thallium. Okay. Okay. So he's back teaching, teaching in college, but like his music starts to catch on in places. Isaac Asimov in his... This is the same guy who got pissed off at Ghostbusters for filming in Central Park. Yes. So he, in his second autobiography, that is like volume two. His second volume. Yes. says, Enjoy Still Felt was the name of it. He talks about seeing Tom Lear play in a nightclub and he's talking about the song, I Got It From Agnes. And he says, I slowly realized that what he was talking about was a venereal disease. Right. And as the characters became more clear, it was it was clear that we were getting more perverse and weird. And he just thought it was hysterical. And so he, you know, Tom Lear is in, in Isaac Asimov's autobiography. Let's play that song right here. Okay. I love my friends and they love me. We're just as close as we can be. And just because we really care, whatever we get, we share. I got it from Agnes, she got it from Jim. We all agree it must have been Louise who gave it to him. Now she got it from Harry, who got it from Marie. And everybody knows that Marie got it from me. 
That's hilarious, man. That's funny. Well, and it, but it's also wildly inappropriate. And so <laughs> the radio wasn't playing him. Right. It was just people who he pressed a record and like people would just, hey, I heard about this and it would get passed sure. around. Here's his quote. Lacking exposure in the media, my songs spread slowly like herpes rather than Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's really bright. Yeah. Right. So as it turns out, one of his fans is a guy named Daniel Radcliffe. I know, right? Daniel Radcliffe, I heard he was born in 1989, two days after the release of UHF. Two days after the release of UHF, Daniel Radcliffe is born. In 2010, some years later, he's on the Graham Norton show. Right. And he says, I love this song, and I think this guy is a genius. And he he sings the entire thing without musical background, without cue cards, just from memory, sings all of the elements of the periodic table in the song. There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, and oxygen, and nitrogen, and uranium, and nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, and americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, ruthenium, vanadium, and anthium, and osmium, and acetine, and radium, and golden protactinium, and indium, and gallium, and iodine, thorium, and thulium, and thallium. There's yttrium, and terbium, actinium, rubidium, and boron. Rihanna and Colin Farrell are both there laughing hysterically at him, and it it does really well. And he's he's got this kind of amazing ability to sing fast difficult to remember songs. So just in case you don't know who Daniel Radcliffe is. Wait, is he somebody that people should know? I mean, I saw him and he looks familiar. The name you might know him better as uh-huh. is Harry Potter. Ah, is he's, he in Harry Potter? Uh, yes, he's Harry Potter. Oh, yes. he is Harry Potter. He's Harry Potter. He's the little kid. Yes. Okay. You know that. I do know that. Gosh. <laughs> Freaking Harry Potter. He's kind of an icon. He is. He's kind of an icon. Hey, I'm just saying that there are people out there that might not know who he is. Right. Well, I've seen him in Swiss Army Man. Okay. <laughs> he, I think he made so much money from doing those Harry Potter movies that he was just like, I'm going to do the wildest and weirdest stuff that I can. I think you're right. Um, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Okay. We haven't talked about the man himself. We I know, right? We haven't talked about Weird Al. Yes. So tell me what you know about Weird Al's history. Well, here's what I know. He was born in 1959, mm-hmm. raised in California. Yeah. Super bright student, graduated from high school early, went to college, uh, was talking to his guidance counselor, and he's like, I think I want to be a cartoonist. And the guidance counselor's like, no, 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 no. You want to be an architect. So he's like, okay, I guess I'm going to be an architect. Uh While he's in college, he gets a job as the night DJ at the local college radio station and starts to play some sort of funny music. And he's probably playing Tom Lehrer songs. Probably. And so at the time in 1979, one of the biggest songs of the year is called My Sharona by The Knack. Which we're going to cover in our Patreon episode. Dear listener, if you are not a Patreon member yet, you should be. Because if you are, you get to listen to our special episodes where we cover the one-hit wonders of the 80s and beyond. And this month, we are covering My Sharona, which is a key song in the career of Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. Absolutely. So he, he had played these kind of weird songs against advice of and actually requirements of the college and eventually they canned him they fired him really yes and okay. so like everybody was upset and they're like this guy was funny um by the way that's also where he got his name weird al like he was weird and shy and he played the accordion <laughs> he said a, a traveling salesman came to their door one day yeah 
and was selling accordions and his mom was like, yes, I'll take one for my son, <laughs> who's super cool. Yeah, he wanted, she wanted him to get the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, so Weird Al not only plays these funny songs, but he starts recording some of them. Right. And one of his heroes is a guy named Dr. Demento. Yes. Who... He has his own show, was pretty famous back in the 70s, plays these weird songs all the time. Actually came to Weird Al's high school to speak at one point, and, you know, Weird Al got his autograph. Right. So at some point, he records a song and sends it to Dr. Demento, and Dr. Demento plays it on his show. Right. He's like, oh, this is amazing. And then he's like, okay, well, let's do live shows. And so they're doing live shows with him and an accordion and a guy on the drums. And it's just ridiculous stuff. But ultimately, yes, they record a parody of the song My Sharona, which is called My Bologna. This is the song that moves him from good too great. Uh-huh. And he becomes a superstar. And the singer for The Knack, he said somehow he, Weird Al got his address, mm-hmm. mailed it to him, he listened to it, he loved it, he went to his to Capitol Records and says, we got to sign this guy. Brilliant. I mean, how awesome is that? The guy from The Knack gave us Weird Al. Yep. That's so cool. Yeah. So, again, we can't go into the whole history of sure. Weird Al here, but we all know that after that, he gave us some of the best parody songs for the next 40 years. And we were talking, we had a nice little experience where I hit a deer earlier this week uh-huh. and Jason came to my rescue. I think we were literally talking about Weird Al whenever the deer decided to give me a <laughs> And so then when you picked me up, we had a nice 45 minute drive where we get to talk about Weird Al mm-hmm. and the songs. And I was trying to remember what the first Weird Al song was I heard. And I can't remember if it's Eat It or if it, I'm pretty sure it was I Love Rocky Road. For me, it's absolutely Eat It. It was on MTV. I know they played it at the roller rink when I was a fifth grader. Yeah. And it killed at the roller rink. <laughs> First, I mean, first of all, Beat It was next level fire. Yeah. And when you played a parody of Beat It, mm-hmm. it was just, and it's so clever and funny. We loved it. It was. It's great because that also was a turning point in his career because he is such a nice guy. He always asks permission of the artist <laughs> to parody their song. And if they say no, he doesn't do it. Uh, Are you going to bring up Coolio? Yes. Well, again, confusion there because I can remember long ago that being a big issue and him saying, I don't know, you know, like we sent it to him and he said yes and then we recorded it and then he said no and we're like, oh, we already have done this and it's too late to Is that what say happened? no. Yeah, and, and that was his side and then Coolio was like, I told him I didn't want to record it and he recorded it anyway. The short story is, and we lost Coolio just within this past month, yeah. Coolio and he made up. They like did. they met together, they made up and Coolio came out and publicly said, I was wrong for saying what I said in that interview. I was wrong at the time because I had producers whispering in my ear telling me the wrong thing. And Weird Al's a great guy. And he I, was very I, strong. He was like, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. And Gangster's Paradise is brilliant. Yeah. And, and Amish Paradise is equally freaking brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But back to early days. Yes. He he asked permission before he does these songs, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And so you want to ask Michael Jackson, the Michael Jackson, if you can, parody his biggest chart-topping song right this moment. Right. 
Well, it doesn't hurt to ask. And that was their theme. It doesn't hurt to ask. Let's right. give it a try. Right. And Michael said, yeah, okay, sounds funny. Oh, my gosh. And so from that moment on, whenever he would ask somebody if he got any kind of resistance, it was, well, you know, we were good enough for Michael Jackson. Right. And I was like, okay, all right. And you remember in the Nirvana episode when we talked about it was Victoria Jackson comes to them backstage at Saturday Night Live and she's like, my friend Weird Al really likes that song. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, we've made it. Yeah. I mean, we're on Saturday Night Live, but Weird Al wants to cover our song. That's how you know you made it in the music business when Weird Al wants to cover you. Yeah. Which the interesting thing about, I, I don't think he's ever done Prince. He has not. He is the he is the artist who has always refused or had always refused uh, to let him perform his songs. Right. And you don't see any Prince songs. Nope. No Prince. Nope. nope. Prince is lost in my, in my book. Absolutely. Hey, okay. So let me ask you this. Just I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. We talked about Weird Al. I know we talked about him in, in Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. Nirvana. Yeah. We talked about him during our Huey Lewis in the News episode because of that parody video with American Psycho. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the... I, I want a new duck. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, we talked about him during our Aerosmith episode where I said one of my personal favorites is living in the fridge. Right, right. Okay. So let me ask you. Top, put, putting you on the spot. Top three Weird Al songs. Ready, go. Uh, fat is is immediately springing to the top of the list. Um, and then I'm going to go one more minute with you. And then I'm going to follow that up with White and Nerdy. White and Nerdy. That's White solid. White and Nerdy. That's yeah. solid. So for me, it, it's a, it, it goes with the video. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're two separate things, but when you mash them together, there's, I mean, there's, fat has extra weight because the video is so freaking hilarious too, right? Fat has extra weight, really. <laughs> Anyway, yes. <laughs> so I would put Fat at the top of that list. I love The Saga Begins, mm-hmm. which is a story of Star Wars, right? Anakin right. Skywalker. Yeah. And then I'm always going to go back to Living in the Fridge just because my family just loves that song. Yeah. So. so he makes a phenomenal career in the 80s doing the parodies of these songs. And ultimately, he and his manager decide, hey, let's do a whole movie. And the movie's really just going to be more parodies. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it literally starts off in the same way that Raiders of the Lost Ark starts off. Yes. Get the back of his head, get the whip, get all of that. And it's fantastic. (laughs) They filmed it over in Tulsa. You were sending me pictures of it just like this past week. Listen, I remember when they filmed this, and the local radio station put out a call for extras. They needed extras. Yeah. And I wasn't old enough to drive, or I would have been in the Spatula City scene. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was a big deal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It filmed. I remember the summer it filmed. So. Yeah. Well, I went to college for a couple of years in Tulsa, and one of my acting teachers was the fish lady. <laughs> oh, you so stupid! Yes, that was one of my acting teachers. Believe it or not, I performed with her and uh, and learned from her. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So UHF, brilliant movie, comes out and absolutely blows up the box office. Right. No. Yeah. No. This, listen. Unfortunately, it happened to come out on the same day as, among others, Batman. I know. I know. So I have had this kind of ongoing discussion with the guys from a film by mm-hmm. uh, and David Wright. And so the film by podcast, they believe 86 is the best year. 
David Wright's real strong with 1984. Mm-hmm. And I have kind of always been team 1989. Yeah. I mean, that summer you had Indiana Jones, the yeah. third Indiana Jones movie. You had Batman. Mm-hmm. You had Lethal Weapon 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Honey, Shrunk the Kids. You All had- of those movies, like Lethal Weapon 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Batman, and UHF all came out that same month. Like it's all like within all, all tight, really tight. Yes, and then yeah, the sequel to Ghostbusters. That summer was Blockbuster City, and UHF just got buried. It did. It was only in the theater for like two weeks. Ugh. I remember in Tulsa, it was a big deal. But every time I went to the movie theater, I'm like, well, crap! I gotta now. I gotta see Lethal Weapon. Now I gotta see Batman. Now I gotta see Indiana Jones. And I never saw it in the theater. Yeah. So. Tragic. I did see it in the theater. So let's talk about the movie for a second. Talk about the movie that we're here to talk about. Yes. So UHF comes out. 89. Two days later, Daniel Radcliffe is born. Harry Potter. He does some sort of movie. Some witchcraft movie something. Series or something. I don't know. know. Anyway. Somebody said it's popular. And then in 2010, Daniel Radcliffe is on the Graham Norton show and he performs the song The Elements by Tom Lehrer. Right. I looked to see if Tom Lehrer was an influence on Weird Al. Of course he was. Right, of course. Of course he was. I literally, like, literally 2021, Weird Al is like, Tom, been 56 years, man. When are you going to come out with another album? Like, he's he's just being silly. But, I mean, he this is a guy who was monumentally inspirational to him. And he happens to see Daniel Radcliffe singing the elements on the Graham Norton show. And he says, I think that kid should play me in the biopic yeah now at the same time i like how you say biopic instead of biopic it's biopic i know (laughs) i know i like biopic better it's like myopic okay so it's 2010 same year that that daniel radcliffe is on the graham norton show a guy named eric apple comes to weird al and says hey we've had all these music biopics coming out (laughs) let's do a trailer for your biopic and let's like think up all of these dumb music tropes that they have in all of these music biography movies and let's just play it up right yeah because weird al is the most straight laced (laughs) non-interesting personal life it's true guy you could meet i mean he's he has made a ton of money, brought a ton of happiness to a bunch of people, and his life is just kind of normal. And He's the one guy you could trust with your girlfriend. Right. Well, yeah. him and Vince Neil. I mean, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so what they do is they get Aaron Paul, who's the guy who plays Pink on Breaking Bad. Yes. And they get Olivia Wilde yes. to play the Madonna part. Yes. They've got Mary Steenburgen playing his mom. Uh-huh. His dad, what's that? Is it Gary Cole? Is that Gary Cole? Gary yeah. Cole from I, I Office Space. Yeah. yeah, he's so good. And Patton Oswalt. And Patton Oswalt plays Doctor Demento, yes. right? Right. And Weird Al is the record producer who refuses to sign Weird Al. Right. And it's this: I'm addicted to drugs. I'm having these sex parties. I've got these abusive parents, and it's all those music tropes that you were seeing back in the 2010. You had the Johnny Cash. That's 2010. That's 12 years ago. Yeah. Weird. The Al Yankovic story. The trailer came out 12 years ago. That's crazy. And you said that to me. I had no clue. It was so. It was written by this guy named Eric Apple. Directed the trailer 12 years ago. Right. And over the last 12 years, he and Weird Al have been working on this script together. And then, sure enough, they gave Daniel Radcliffe a call and said, Hey, 
would you like to come play this part? And he said, let's go. Harry Potter and Weird Al. So I asked you earlier today, what is your favorite music biopic? Purple Rain. That's good. Purple Rain. That's good. I mean, are we counting that? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to, I I just jotted down, just from thinking about movies I've seen, including Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. I like Bohemian Rhapsody. Including that one, even including the Beethoven story. I just that's another one. Sure. Immortal Beloved, same thing. So here you go. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So you, you just say yes or no on this for your uh what, what whether for, I've seen it or purple, like it. No, Purple Rain, the tropes. These are the tropes for all of these musical biographies. Yeah, okay. okay yeah. You ready? Yeah. Abusive parents. Yes. Angst. Yes. Hostile producer. Sure. That one's more like a club owner. Club that owner. One, but yes. Yeah. Hey kid, you yeah. For Drug sure. and alcohol abuse. Not by him. Yeah. Not by not by Prince, not but by there Prince. was definitely his dad had an alcohol problem, that's tr- right? Right. Yeah, that's true. And then a music teacher that makes a difference. Again, not quite, but like he dis- he well he discovers the music that his dad that's had true. written. That's true. So those things: abusive parents, angst. Hostile producer, drug and alcohol abuse, music teacher that makes a difference. Those seem to be present in at least, you know, three out of five in every musical biography. So what Weird Al and Eric Apple did was they were like, okay, how can we take these and blow them up and make this ridiculous parody of your life story? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see it, man. Yeah, me neither. Hey, listen. Yeah. Listen to this. Okay, so I just looked at the cast, and not so much the cast, Mm -hmm. but listen to the characters in this story, okay? Okay. And keep in mind, I haven't seen the movie yet. I can't wait to see it. Oh. So we've got Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. You've got Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna. We've got Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento. From the office. He had to come in. Dwight. Patton Oswalt was going to be Dr. Demento again, Uh but he hurt his foot, and so he couldn't do it. Okay. But you have people playing, just listen. I mean, Conan O'Brien is playing Andy Warhol. Yeah. Jack Black is playing Wolfman Jack. It doesn't even line up time-wise, really. Sure. You've got a person playing Pablo Escobar and Pee Wee Herman and Alice Cooper and Tiny Tim and Gallagher. And Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Elijah Woods playing Phil Collins. I cannot wait to see Elijah Woods. Phil Collins. Elijah Woods is Phil Collins. That would be fantastic. (laughs) By the way, Weird Al is playing Tony Scotty, the guy, the record producer. The record producer. And he is providing the singing voice for Daniel Radcliffe. Of course, you're not going to. He gonna... got to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we blathered on long enough. Yep. We're now going to go watch the movie. We're going to come back and we're going to tell you what we think. Okay, sounds good. Let's do it. All right. All right, Dee, I got a special thank you that we got a shout out for real yeah. quick, okay? Yeah. So our longtime listener and good friend, Chris Weber... Oh, yes. Sent us a gift in the mail. Hi, Chris. Check it out. I didn't even know this thing existed. This is an airplane soundtrack album. Thank God it's only a record. That's the tagline. I mean, that's the... (laughs) That's awesome. I, I would never have guessed that they came out with a vinyl LP of the songs off of Airplane. What do we got? What do we okay, got Okay, listen to this. This is going to blow you away. You ready for this? Yes. This is freaking hilarious. Okay, so we have the theme from Jaws. Da-dum. There you go. We have Staying Alive. Is it sped up? Do we know? We'll I, have to listen I guess to you find could, out. like, you know, yeah, we're, we're, ramp it up. We're going to bring out the record player. We're going to listen to this thing. We have Everything's Coming Up Roses. <laughs> <laughs> we have The River Jordan. Uh huh. Of course. Fantastic. And we have the Notre Dame fight song. Win one for the zipper. The love theme for airplane. <laughs> and then time, whatever that is. But, uh, 
This is great. This is hilarious. Chris, thank you so much, man. This is... I think we should totally devote an episode to this album. Oh, my gosh. There you go, Chris. I'll put the call out there for you all, Shirley fans. If you want to send us an album, whatever it might be, uh, short of, you know pornography we will consider seriously reviewing that album for you in an episode okay i like the escape clause right there that's good <laughs> i'm a lawyer baby I gotta put those little, <laughs> if there's little caveats in there we will consider seriously <laughs> no promises but yes <laughs> all right so that actually brings us to what we're here to talk about today which is weird the al yankovic story we just got done watching the movie. I know. And you pointed out midway through, because we're both just laughing and smiling the whole time. And you were like, these guys did exactly what the airplane guys did, which is they kept it serious in their delivery, despite how absolutely ridiculous it was what they were saying or doing at the time they kept it serious in their performance and it paid off in spades very very similar style comedy to like airplane naked gun you know the characters it was dead serious absolutely yes everybody was delivering they weren't hamming it they weren't overdoing it they weren't underdoing it they weren't doing anything other than playing this as if it was a serious movie and they executed it perfectly making it that much funnier now it's not it's not airplane right it's not airplane. no no but it is fun i mean it's just good fun and honestly i am truly impressed at the ability to kind of recreate scenes from other really well-known biographical kind of movies i mean you've you had the doors in there at some point you had purple rain in there at some point you had boogie nights in there i loved the boogie nights pool scene was Fantastic. You had all of these random 80s characters out there. You had Emo Phillips playing Salvador Dali. I know. And, man. and delivering his lines in Spanish with like a perfect accent. It was fantastic. It's fantastic. It was great, man. It was a lot of fun. So, okay, so you you bring up the Boogie Nights scene, yeah, right? Yeah. And so Weird Al has been invited by Dr. Demento back to his house to have this pool party. Mm-hmm. And there's a ridiculous amount of people there. I mean, you got Alice Cooper, you got Pee Wee Herman. Got Grace Slick. You've got the girl from the B-52s. You've got Frank Zappa, who we talked about multiple times in this podcast. And it's just, they're all, like, you know, Pee-wee Herman's in his costume. Right. And as we mentioned, Jack Black is in that scene, and he shows up as Wolfman Jack, and it's the big kind of challenge scene. Guys, this is a fantastic show. You should check it out. Just prepare not to take anything seriously, because it is just a fun little, like, I was just smiling at what they did. But I was going to say, you know, when Weird Al would do his videos, like when he did Beat It and when he did Like a Surgeon and when he did all of these other videos, he really went out of his way to try to capture what they had done in the original video. And he did a lot of directing. Now, we got a different director on this one, but he... I mean, he sold that game as well. He absolutely did an homage. I mean, it's kind of like UHF. Like, when it starts off with Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's really being executed very well. I mean, it's like, you know, this isn't identical. It's obviously a comedic take, a parody. Sure, sure. But they do a great job with it. Okay, I've got to bring up one person in particular. That So Daniel Radcliffe does a great job as Weird Al. For, for sure. It's very, uh, you know, it's... He's, he nails the joyful expression of Weird Al, mm-hmm. and yet he delivers on the heartbreak and anger of, you know, when his mom's like, basically what we think is you should do things that you hate and not be yourself, you know? <laughs> right. And, and so that, that whole thing is set up, and, and he does a great job, but I'll tell you who knocked it absolutely out of the park. Yeah 
was Evan Rachel Wood as oh, Madonna. Yeah. Yeah, she did great. Madonna slash the drug cartel. I, I, <laughs> I mean, when she shows up with a scar and an eye patch, boys and girls, you're just going to be like, what is going on? Like I said, they went for all of those music biography tropes and they and they landed them all in spades it, it really was weird out to the nth degree so like yeah. different events actually did happen in his life you know yeah they had the recording in the bathroom of my Bologna, yes which we talked about earlier yes and he did parody the next my sharona yeah which by the way is a upcoming patreon episode don't forget to subscribe to patreon so that you can catch that episode just for our patreon subscribers go to patreon.com slash shirley podcast yeah those are really good and so he did actually meet Madonna. Mm-hmm. Now, she didn't kill Pablo Escobar and take <laughs> Dude, over you, here. Uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Okay. She didn't kill Pablo Escobar anyway. That's the, He got that wrong. So just, there you go. <laughs> I hate to be the one to break it to everybody. She did not kill Pablo Escobar. Right, no. That's not what happened at all in the movie. So, <laughs> But it was like these different true events that they would is that come... Like a, is that like a punch fake? Is that what it is? Is that, is that what that was? I'm just saying... <laughs> so they would take these events and then they would make the most ridiculous thing out of these true life events. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it to death. I, I really did. It's it is a movie that you can have family fun with. There's, you know, a sex scene, if you will, but it's just so ridiculous it's in what ridiculous. they're doing. Um, you know, it, it's a makeout scene, Let's right? I mean, you it, the the trailer of the of the show has the line in it. You know, he's like that. Like a virgin is that autobiographical? And she's like, yes, it is. Except that I've had a lot of <laughs> sex. <laughs> That's about as bad as it gets yeah. in the whole show, right? No um, profanity. No. Now you, you've got Weird Al smoking and drinking like a fiend. Yes. But again, you get that from the previews, and it's yes. it's hysterical. All of the anger and the angst. It's it's superbly done. I really, really... It's a lot of fun. Oh, and I forgot to mention, you know, I, I brought this up when we were doing our research on the movie before it came out. The producer of this is an alumni of ours, an OU guy. That's right. Jason and I both graduated from the University of Oklahoma, and one of the primary producers on this <laughs> show is a guy named Tim Headington. Um, he's done a bunch. Like, he did... He's an oil and gas guy. Right. Like, it's crazy, you know? But he's also been in film production for probably 15 years at this point. Why not if you're a billionaire? One of the shows, other shows he did this year was Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is another weird and fantastic show. So I was just, you know, had to look at him. His He's like his brother married David Bourne's daughter. Like it's, I mean, it's crazy. Boomer it's, Sooner. Boomer Sooner, baby. <laughs> anyway, it is it is great that we have an Oklahoma guy who helped make this project possible. And then the other thing that was really interesting to me is that this is the Roku channel. You know, I don't know that I've ever seen the Roku channel have a movie that they call this is a Roku production, but they did. They had in this, and then maybe it's their first one. I need to look this up. I haven't I think had it a is. to do it. But like, this is basically their Stranger Things. This is the, we're going to sink all of our money into this project and see how it goes. And I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. I'm rooting for them. I want them to make it big. Okay, so very clearly we're saying go watch this movie. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you love Weird Al, you're going to love it. Yeah. If you love move, excuse me. If you love music biographies, you're gonna love it. Right. If you love the icons and the nostalgia of the '80s, 
you're gonna love it. It yeah. is. It's well performed, well put together. Just a whole lot of just silly fun. Yeah. If if you're a fan of pop culture, if you've seen Boogie Nights, if you've seen Purple Rain, if you've seen the Queen movie, it's gonna all ring true. Plus, if you know a little bit about Weird Al, it doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Oh, and I just heard today, like with the release of the movie, he released a new album that was totally unexpected. I haven't got a chance to go check it out. I don't know if it's like a greatest hits and the songs from this movie or what it is but today he came out with a brand new album release nice little surprise to go along with the movie we love weird al we do we really yeah. do we will do a large and in-depth deep dive into the weird owl story but not today yeah but go check out the movie weird al sprinkled throughout uh we saw weird al's wife in the movie if you know who she is you can recognize her she's kind of the foxy lady with gray hair at the end yeah yeah anything else no, guys, uh, we definitely give this two thumbs up. Go see it. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and comments after you checked it out. Yeah, absolutely. Tons of fun. Go watch it.